0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from Reseda, California, Chris Woolman. Chris Woolman owns and operates Octane Detailing, where he takes his enthusiasm for automobiles and turns his customers' cars back to their original shine. He joined professional detailer and trainer Rennie Doyle a past car guest, and became a member of Rennie's Detail Mafia. There, he and his team uh, detail Air Force One, which is up here in my neck of the woods at the Seattle Museum of Flight, and so much more. They are also the official McCall's detailing team at Gordon McCall's MotorWorks Revival, a fantastic event during Car Week, and the Quail, a motorsport gathering that kicks off the annual Pebble Beach Car Week, which sadly we're all missing this year, but we'll be back in 2021. Chris operates as Rennie. Chinese hitman at Detailing Success in Big Bear, California, where he assists in running day-to-day operations, marketing, and training to support their members of the Detail Mafia worldwide. By the way, I was a guest on their podcast show, which is also a video show not too long ago. You'll find a link to that show where they turned the mics on me uh, on his show notes page here on Cars. Yeah, uh, just look under Chris Woolman. And by the way, also, Rennie Doyle's been a guest on the show here. He was guest number 417. Chris is guest 15. 15- Ninety nine, but you can go back and find Rennie's show on the Cars yeah website. We're going to take a short break, thank our sponsors, but when we come back, we'll bring Chris into the show and talk about car detailing and fun, so stay buckled up. When it comes to your vehicles, things can get a little messy. Rain, snow, salt, mud, dirt, and everything Mother Nature comes up with can hurt the finish of your vehicles, both inside and out, like that bird on the branch up above your car. I'm not worried, though, because I've used Covercraft products on my ride since 1975. That's right, since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution for vehicle protection. They make the best-fitting, finest-made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, whether your car is inside or outside. Plus, they keep your car cool when it's parked in the sun. Live where it's really sunny all the time? Lucky. Covercraft covers and sunscreens are the best. If you've got pets, messy kids, messy in-laws, just plain messy friends, Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new. They're easy on, easy off, and they're easy to wash, too. And don't forget Covercraft's custom-fit floor mats and trunk liners, plus they're very handy seatback organizers. They are must-haves for all your vehicles. Your car, your truck, your van, or whatever you drive will say thank you. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's yeah H one two zero at Covercraft.com, you can get 10% off your Covercraft order. Just go to Covercraft.com, check out all the products they have to protect your vehicles, use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and get that 10% discount. That's Covercraft.com and use Yeah120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24 hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like Racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend, delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code cars, yeah. All one word, in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the racing series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code checkout for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAT to save $10 today. <laughs> Cheers! The fourth annual Saratoga Motor Car Auction will take place on Friday, September 18th, and Saturday, September 19th. It will be held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in the beautiful Saratoga Spa State Park, located in upstate New York. Presented by the Saratoga Automobile Museum, a not-for-profit institution, this live event continues to be the premier collector car auction for the Northeastern United States. Proceeds from the auctions help support the museum's educational programs and exhibits that engage, educate, and inspire the automotive community. To consign your vehicle, view current inventory, and register to bid, visit SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. There you can learn how finance partner J.J. Best Bank and insurer partner Haggerty can help put you in your dream vehicle. That's SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. Hey, Chris, welcome to Cars Yeah, my friend. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hey, Mark, I sure am. Uh, oh. I'm
1: excited for this.
0: We'll have some fun here. Before we get started, though, I want to ask you this. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you?
1: You know, I, I don't have too many skeletons in the closet. So, you know, I was thinking about this and I found something a little bit fun. OK. When, uh, you know, my dad is responsible for my love of cars and I don't even really know if he knows this or remembers this. But when I was a kid, uh, he used to point out all the subtle differences between like a 65 or 66 Mustang, uh, the 67 and 68, you know, so I could learn to tell them apart. And I've never owned one, but to this day, Mustangs are very special to me for that reason. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just something I haven't really shared out there that my dad and those little those little things that he did is what turned me into a car nut.
0: It was the same for me. My dad had a 49 MGTC, and riding around that car when I was very little is the one that uh, stuck the needle in my arm, if you will, and got me hooked on cars. But Mustangs, what an iconic brand. I had a 66 Fastback for a while. Uh, really fun car, so great memories. Well, listen, as we start on this journey we call your life, I'm going to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning, or in your case, the random orbital polisher wheels spinning. So Chris, take the wheel.
1: I'm a big fan of uh, of singer Porsches. Oh, yes, You know, I, I love uh, Rob Dickinson's work. And uh, I also love his, uh, his mantra, which is everything is important. Yeah. So I've kind of adopted something very similar in my life and business, which is every detail matters. Love it. You know, I love this because I truly believe that details make a big difference. And I, I think that they set us apart From everyone else, I also believe that they are directly related to our pursuit of excellence, which is also very important to me.
0: You know, I love this. I had Rob as a guest on my show twice, actually, and I love that. My father kind of taught me that. Being an architect and a designer and an artist, he always used that quote that the uh, God is in the details. Mies van der Rohe coined that term that details are important. And I detail cars as a kid, as you know. And I remember I take some cars back sometimes, and people would go. Oh my gosh, even the inside of my gas cap is clean. This is incredible. Well, those kind of things make an impression on people, right?
1: That's right. Those are those are the exact things that, that they notice. And they may not even notice them the day you give the car back, but they notice them days and weeks later.
0: Absolutely. I, had a, I remember a, a client that had a Jaguar XKE with wire wheels, and he always would give me this very nice tip when I brought his car back and say, man, I've never seen my wire wheels shine so much. They were chrome. And he one day he said, how do you do that? And I said, well, I have a bunch of shoelaces that I dip down in a cleaning solution. And I put them around each wire and I rub it back and forth so it gets cleaned on the inside and the outside. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. And he's like, oh. That's how you do it. Uh yep. he goes, <laughs> I'll just let you keep doing that. I don't think that's something I want to do. Well, let's talk about your business here, Octane Detailing. Since we're talking about car care detailing, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Tell our listeners more about your business, the kind of services you do. And also let's touch on your involvement there with uh, Detail Mafia as well, which I'm sure has raised a few eyebrows going, what is that all about?
1: Yeah, well, so um, Octane Detailing is my personal mobile detailing business here in the uh, San Fernando Valley of of the LA area. Uh, I started it back in 2013, 2014, right in that time frame. I did some training with Rennie Doyle back then through uh, Detailing.com, which was a a company he was working with and doing some four-day training courses. And uh, that's how I kind of got my start. I decided right then and there I was going to go forward with it you know, had his training to back me up. And I went from there. I started part-time while working in the high-end audio video industry, Mm -hmm. eventually worked my way to full-time. And uh, when I went full-time, I uh, was having a great time with it, doing pretty good. It was extremely challenging, uh, but there came a time where I suddenly got uh, the bug to kind of get a little more help. So I Went back and trained with Rennie again in 2017, a second time through Detailing Success. Part of doing that training, you get to uh, join with the Detail Mafia and stay involved with that group, which is a support group for detailers, kind of a, a networking group. We we help each other out, provide continuing education, mentoring support, that kind of a thing. It's it's all designed to help each other succeed. And so I got involved with that group so I could even better my business. And one thing led to another and I found this opportunity to actually work directly with Rennie and uh, help him run Detailing Success in the Detail Mafia. And so at this point, I do that probably, you know, about four to five days a week. And I still run my detailing business a couple days a week.
0: Wow. Well, where were you guys when I was in junior high and high school? I shouldn't in college. I could have used your help. I was kind of all by myself and having to learn how to do things all on my own. I had no idea, you know, just kind of learn as you went. You know, this is great. I've known about Rennie for a long time. You know, I've known him for a long time, and now I've gotten to know you. And I love what's going on here because this is more than just teaching somebody something and then they go away, and you're never there for them again. Uh, It's that old saying, I think it's from from the Bible maybe, where give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach him how to fish, and he'll eat for a lifetime. And I love the fact that you guys give support, and this video webcast, I guess that you would call it that I was on with you guys. You do it every week. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we uh, we we try and do it weekly, trying to be as regular as we can with it. And sometimes it's it's video, sometimes it's just audio. But the, the goal is to share a message with the detailing industry, uh, something that kind of helps excel the industry and bring it to the forefront and get it kind of the respect it deserves. And so if you could if you could educate detailers and lift them up, uh, we're going to end up hopefully lifting the whole industry up.
0: The other thing I love about what you guys do is you bring a business sense to detailing. And a lot of times detailers start, you know, I started when I was 13 years old, 14 years old. I didn't know anything about business. I will say that it taught me a lot about business and communication and how to treat people and to be respectful I think it started with actually my paper route taught me all those things as well. You have all these disciplines that you don't even realize are going to be carried forward in your career, in your life. But if you're going to run a successful detailing business, you've got to be a business person as well. And I know Rennie talks about this and you talk about it, that those are skill sets that a lot of people that are good with tactile things, even fabricators and builders and restorers, they don't know much about business and that's a very important part of this so is that part of what you guys do there through detailing successes is, is help people be better business people
1: yeah and, and and a lot of that help comes after the detailing success training when guys become part of our detail mafia that's where everything really comes together on that side and you get assigned a mentor uh, you have 175 other guys in the group that are there to to help you out and most of the things that we find we help each other out on is marketing and business topics not as much the how-to detailing stuff it works out pretty well but it's, it is important that guys know how to do more than just detail that they know how to run their own business because anybody can pick up a tool figure out how to use it and polish a car it's the guys that learn how to operate their business well that are the most successful.
0: Well, yeah, you know, I got so busy as a kid that I needed help. I couldn't keep up with all the cars. My dad gave me the idea, well, maybe you should hire some people. And I'm like, how how do I do that? And, uh, you know, for me, my marketing uh, was getting on my Schwinn Stingray and riding around town and putting business cards on the windshields of cars I thought were cool. Porsches and Mercedes and BMWs that I thought I wanted to detail. But when I actually invited a few friends from high school to come and work with me or for me, that brought a whole new level of complexity that I wasn't ready for. Uh, like they wouldn't show up. You know, I'd have three cars there and then they'd say, well, the surf's up. We're going to go surfing. I'm like, well, you can't. I've got three cars here. You can't go surfing. And well, sorry, that's, you know, what we do. And and then, of course, learning about, oh, I might need to run this like a real business with taxes and withholdings. And I'm just a high school kid. How do you do that? So you guys teach all those skills so that people can be successful and move past those problems. So my hat's off to you guys for what you're doing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. What is it about detailing that you like so much, Chris?
1: It's just the the fact that I get to work around things I'm passionate about. Um, you know, I love cars. And to be able to do something and work on something I love is the best part about it. So. You know, I don't always enjoy detailing. I'll be honest. A hundred, I don't always feel like going out there and cleaning a car. And maybe that's why doing it part time now is, is better for me. But I do enjoy the outcome. And uh, I really do enjoy the customer's reactions. You know, the, the transformation that their car goes through is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, my son did some detailing when he was in high school. He wanted to make some extra money. And I said, hey, I I can give you an idea of how to do this. I can help you with the products. And I remember one guy brought a car over. It was his brother's truck. And this thing was a disaster. And inside, it looked like a dog had lived inside this thing for a year. I mean, you literally could not see the seats or the floors for the dog here. And Blake walked in and he said, Dad, this car is disgusting. And we walked out and I looked at it and I went, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think you should put a respirator on before you even stick your head in there. He goes, I don't want to do this. And I said, well, you know, to be honest, it is way over the edge. You need to call this guy back and say, we need to have a talk. And so I said to him, I said, what? at what price is it worth you diving into this? There must be a price that you're willing to earn money to work extra hard to make this thing look right. And he came up with a number and he called the guy and he said, I understand. It's a mess. I'll pay you that. and so you know i said be careful what you ask for you might get it uh he spent two whole days on that thing i think we filled up our shop back like four times with dog hair we could have made a blanket but i tell you what he felt so good about himself when that was done and this guy came and picked that thing up and he literally started crying because apparently his brother had been living in the car uh he'd finally gotten his brother a job his brother had some drug problems and he goes you know my brother's going to be ecstatic i mean I'm so happy with what I've done and he gave him a huge tip too for all the work that he did. So, uh, yeah. Be careful what you ask for. Well, let's talk a little bit about a challenge in your life. I always like to ask for a challenge or a failure for my guest to share. And it's not so much to drum up the old hard memories there, but it's more about what the lesson there was, just like the lesson with Blake and the dog car as he or the dog truck, he started calling it. Uh, so walk us through one of those times in your life and tell us uh, how that experience uh, helped you move forward in a positive
1: way well this this goes back uh, a couple years or so. you know i was I was talking about how I transitioned into a full-time detailer from my previous life in the audio video industry. you know it was it was going pretty well, but it f- I felt like the customers and the business were controlling me and that I kind of lost control. and as a result, I was starting to have some pretty serious depression and anxiety issues. Oh no, yeah. And I, I don't mind talking about this stuff. I I kind of feel like more and more people have been lately, and I think it's a good thing because yes. more people experience it than than not. But um, it it was having a really negative impact on my business, my marriage, and even my family at the time. And so they actually stepped in and pretty much demanded that I get some professional help. And uh, you know, it was almost like an intervention. Yeah. And I'm I'm super grateful that they did that. Through therapy, I was able to learn a lot about myself. I identified things that I liked and disliked about my myself mm-hmm. and things in my life that I liked and disliked. And so from there I started to make big and small changes. And they added up into, you know, really helping. And, you know, I'll be honest, a little bit of medication helped too, mm-hmm. but it made a, a night and day difference. And what I learned was that being honest with myself and identifying the things that I'm good at and not so good at really helped me change my focus. And, uh, it, it led me to new opportunities that I'm doing now that I really love.
0: You know, I'm really grateful, Chris, that you shared a really personal side of your life. And this is probably a key important factor of what's going on right now in the world with this pandemic. And then you combine all the civil unrest that's going on and all the anxiety and depression and problems this is causing. I think we're going to have a lot more people that have to deal with this. I was just having this conversation with my wife the other day. She came back from the store and she said, it's just it's depressing to just go shopping mm-hmm. when you, you, know, just, you can't talk to anybody. You feel like you have to stay away from everybody. You have to wear a mask and you can't even see a smiling face face. And she said, this is just, uh, this is getting to me. And I said, yeah, uh, me too. Um, and then you turn on the TV or social media and you see the hate that's going on uh, around the country and the destruction. Uh, I even mentioned in one of my blogs, my daughter works in downtown Seattle. The store she worked in was looted and burned. I mean, it's just so scary and depressing. And I believe just by you saying this and more and more people realizing the importance of mental health, good mental health, and seeking advice beyond your capabilities. I mean, your, your family obviously loves you very much. And the fact that they stepped in and said, dad, you need some help. Let's get you some help. And the fact that you were, I'll use the term man enough, and it's probably the wrong way to say it, but you know us guys, we don't need to, we don't need no stinking help. You know? Right. We can handle it. And, and the old kind of adage that if you did seek out that help, you looked weak I think for most of us, it looks weak in our own mind, but not perhaps in other people's minds. So yeah, I would just encourage folks out there, learn from Chris's lesson here. If you're having challenges today, if you're depressed, you're frustrated, you find yourself more angry than you should be, get some help. Ask for help. Even just calling a friend and talking and kind of opening yourself up, uh, I would assume that's where you really found the benefits from this type of experience, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and I also figured out that probably I should have got help long before that, you know, these were, these were problems that went back a number of years, not just the last couple of years. They compound, don't they? They do. Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, one of the things you said, Chris, that I think was really interesting is you learned about yourself and You all hear, we hear this kind of adage of, you know, the Freudian, well, how did your mother treat you? (laughs) You know, and uh, maybe that's a piece of it. But can you share, you don't have to get personal here, but can you share some of the the tools perhaps that you were given through therapy that helped you identify or kind of peel back the onion a little bit. I know when you peel an onion back, you get some tears, but there's a reason for that because you're going to get to the sweet spot eventually. What are a couple tools that you learned through this experience that might help a listener out there that's maybe dealing with the same kind of thing?
1: I don't know if I could really identify a tool, I guess, just the communication with the therapist and then also sharing the same things I shared with the therapist, with my wife, with my mom, that kind of thing. I think just the sharing and the discussion was the biggest tool. Yeah. You know, you you go back and forth on stuff and you just start to realize and identify some of those things that were the parts that were making you unhappy. Right. So I'm not sure that's a great answer, but that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of where it goes. It's just
0: well.
1: talking it out.
0: Well, I think that's key. And if you look at some of the civil unrest going on right now, there's not any talking it out going on. There's just people yelling at each other and screaming at each other and misbehaving. And it would be nice if people could just sit down and talk and li- and be good
1: listeners too, right? That's right. Being a being a good listener is key.
0: Right. Well, you know, there's a, a great book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. My listeners know I've talked about this before. My favorite Lesson is number five. First, listen to understand and then speak to be understood versus just yelling at somebody and telling them how they need to behave and how they need to act the way you want them to act. So, well, again, thanks for sharing a, a really personal side. I'm so glad that you got that help that that uh, benefited you so much. Uh, and again, any of you listeners out there, if you're having these feelings, reach out to somebody. Please uh, help yourself. Uh, there's lots of people that want to help you out there. There really are. And A lot of us need some help these days, that's for sure. Let's take a short break, kind of catch our breath. and we come back, we're going to talk about your personal journey with cars. You sent me some great pictures of you sitting in a very cool-looking red VW Bug. So sit tight, keep your seatbelt on. We'll be right back. American Collectors Insurance, that's how I now protect my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. Are you insuring your classic vehicles on your regular daily driver auto policy? then your special vehicles are at risk. Your regular auto insurance carrier won't tell you how much you'll get until after a claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. If you're driving your collector car less than 5,000 miles a year, Do what I did, call American Collector's Insurance and get your very own agreed value policy tailored to your specific vehicle. If you're like me, you're picky about who works on your special ride. A great policy allows you to choose your repair shop of choice, and that means you'll know the job is done right. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collector's Insurance. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI, yeah, that's 866-224-9324 and protect the ones you love. I did at American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture, Across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is Tech Force Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. All right, we're back. Uh, Tell us a story, Chris, that instigated this passion you have for cars. What was that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car guy?
1: Well, you know, I mentioned before that, uh, you know, my dad shared all those, you know, differences between Mustangs and stuff like that. So that that helped. But my earliest car memory goes back to uh, helping my dad repaint the grill emblems on uh, the family Dotson. It was a a B210 and we also had a 610 wagon. Nice. Uh, So a pair of Dotsons. Yeah. I, I couldn't have been more than five years old at the time, but I always remember that. But you know, what really changed me and turned me into an absolute car nut was back in 2006, I got to go to Monterey car week for the first time oh yeah so and that that just changed everything and being able to go to go there um i've met some amazing people after starting that journey and it's just sharing that passion of cars with friends and other people that share that same passion has really helped lead me to where i am today
0: yeah monterey car week you know this would have been my 31st year in a row going to that event uh, had all my travel plans done, hotels booked, and everything, and of course, all that's been canceled. You guys also got involved with Gordon and the Jet Center and the parties that he puts on, and the Quail too. That must be fun.
1: Yeah. So Gordon's good friend with uh, good friends with Bob and Dave Phillips at uh, PNS Detail Products, and Rennie Doyle has a product line through PNS. Uh, we're all you know essentially business partners together. So uh, every year the Detail Mafia, about 15 guys are are chosen from the group to go up and be part of the detailing team there at the Motorworks Revival at the Jet Center. So uh, I got to do that last year. It was my first year doing that with the team. Cool. And it was, it was great fun. Uh, we also got to go over to the Quail and, uh, you know, take care of the cars on the lawn before the show started. And what's really cool is, uh, you know, we do it all f- for fun, a uh, little bit of glamour you know for our resume and that kind of a thing but we do get tips throughout the week while we're there and we collect all those tips at the end of the week and we donate them to the CHP 1199 foundation
0: that's awesome wow good people that you guys are now I believe that's where you and I met was car week right
1: yeah and it was probably I think it was last year I last year I think it was at the quail actually wasn't it uh could it or was it the jet party I I probably saw you at both, but I know I ran into you at the track, too, in the paddock. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, we're all over the place. So, yeah, there's a lot to do
0: that week. Holy cow. I I brought a friend of mine two years ago to that event, and he did a lot of photography for me, Uh, Steve's his name. And I said, be ready for a very full, busy week. And after, like, day four, he said, oh, my gosh. And I said, well, the best is yet to come. We've still got the quail. We've got racing. We've got Pebble Beach, Concorso Italiano. We hit them all. So, uh and the auctions too. So it's a fun week. Well, let's talk about a first special car in your life. What was that first special vehicle?
1: Well, if if you don't mind, I actually have two. That's okay. The very first one is a 1968 Mercury Cougar XR7. Okay. Uh, I still own that car and my dad and I purchased that together back in the mid nineties and we restored mm-hmm. it together. It's one of those projects that, you know, brought us closer together at a at a time or at an age when we were you know, kind of at each other's throats. Yeah, And so it, it really helped our relationship. The really cool fun thing about that was uh, shortly after we did our little restoration, uh, we won best of show at the fabulous Sports Forever show <laughs> nice. at Knoxberry Car.
0: That's awesome. So what was the second car?
1: So the second car is um, what's still my daily driver. It's 17, almost 18 years old. It's a 2003 Mini Cooper S. Nice. And I've owned it since new. And uh, I got really involved with the local mini club here in Southern California and also the mini community. And uh, I don't know if you recall, but back in uh, 2006, up during Monterey Car Week, Cooper was the featured mark yes. at the track. Oh, yeah. And so Mini came out there with a bunch of mini owners and they started their first Mini Takes estates States road trip from there. Uh, so getting involved with that and taking part in that was my first ever trip to Car Week it really changed me. I took it, you know, I look at cars completely different now than I did before that week.
0: No kidding. Yeah. So. You know, we bought my daughter a couple of Mini Coopers actually, great little cars for sure. Well, here's a very introspective. I'm going to put you back on the analyst couch here a little bit, Chris. All right. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle What would Chris Woolman be and why? All
1: right. So I I went to the internet for this and did a little research because one thing about, or a few things about me. One, I think I'm pretty reliable guy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a very dependable guy and I know I'm very self-reliant. So, you know, I was looking at, okay, if I got to pick a car that, you know, fits me for the way I see myself then what is that? And so I started looking on the internet. I'm like, what's the most reliable car? Well, Toyota and Lexus come up and I'll be honest, I'm not crazy excited about that answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But, um, you know, but, but if I have to be, then I'm a Toyota or a Lexus, you know, they're part of the same family there. Yeah. But I also discovered that, uh, that Porsche gets uh four and a half out of five stars on the reliability scores. Yeah. So they're pretty reliable. So if, if if I get to pick, I'd like to be that, that reliable Porsche.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is there a special, like a, a model of Porsche that maybe fits your persona more than another? Because, you know, they do make a lot of different vehicles.
1: Yeah, they do. Well, you know, the, the, the 911 is the super reliable one, right? I mean, I'm a, you know, one of your other questions, you know, usually later on, this might allude to, but I'm a big fan of the Targa.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. I understand. I love Porsche 911s. Must be why I like you so much, Chris. I would imagine that's part of the, the deal. Well, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions. Have you give me some very quick answers, blips of that Porsche 911 throttle? Much more interesting than a
1: Toyota or a Lexus for sure.
0: So let's get going. What's one of the personal habits you believe you have that has contributed to your success in life?
1: Well, I just kind of mentioned it and it's, it's being self-reliant or, or self-reliance. My ability to figure out how to do things and do them well without needing much outside help has really gone a long way. And I also think it's helped, you know, kind of keep me in demand. People like keeping me around for the various uh, careers I've had.
0: Yeah, they can trust that you're going to be there. You're going to come through for them. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be?
1: Well, it would be interesting. Uh, we'd have to do the meal. I don't drink and, uh, I don't think he does either, but, uh, I would love to sit down and hang out with Rod Emery. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've met him one time, but, uh, he's, he's just someone in the industry that I admire and look up to. Uh, I enjoy his passion and enthusiasm and I of course really enjoy the cars he builds. So, uh, you know, I think that would be a fun meal.
0: Uh, No kidding. Yeah, he's a great guy. I got to spend a whole day with him at his shop uh, when I was shooting my, my television series. And he let me drive a couple of his vehicles. And I'll tell you, he spoiled me because I've always thought I would love to have an old Porsche 356. And after driving one of his uh, outlaw cars, I could never have a stock one ever again. And that guy... He amazes me. I mean, he's done so much. He comes from an interesting family, past guest here on Carja, yeah? So you and Rod are, are alumni here at Karja, yeah? which is pretty cool. So uh, I have no doubt he'd love to sit down with you. He's just such a nice man, great family, got to meet his wife, his kids, and just he's living the dream. And he built yep. some really kick butt cars, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Shout out to Rod. He's just fantastic. How about the best automotive advice someone else has ever given you?
1: Well, that's the same advice I give other people. Wash and wax your car regularly. Yes. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Take care of your vehicles. Keep them shiny.
0: How about a resource? Is there a good one that you would recommend our listeners as a go-to?
1: Well, I've actually got a, a, a couple of podcasts I like, you know, besides the Cars Yeah! podcast, of course. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Matt Ferris Smoking Tire podcast yeah. when it comes when it comes to automotive-related stuff. Yep. Uh, and then for a uh, business and life topic, uh, I'm also a big fan of Andy Frisella's podcast. He's an interesting guy. You know, both of them, both these podcasts, fair warning, they can have a little bit of colorful language on them. Yeah. but But the messages are always pretty good. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. Matt's been a guest on the show here. He's been really successful and he just opened up his own collection facility there in Los Angeles, which is very cool. So shout out to him. Congratulations. So I'll put links to both of these shows on uh, Chris's (laughs) Matt's on Chris's show notes page. uh, So you can link up to those and listen to those great podcasts as well. Is there a book that you've read you think our listeners would enjoy?
1: You know, I'm not much of a book reader. It's a real shame because I have a ton of great books around that I need to read. I sit down and look at magazines a lot, okay. so I'd love to uh, kind of recommend uh, Haggerty's Drivers Club magazine.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I, I really enjoy getting that. I think it's quarterly, if I remember right. Uh-huh. You know, they have quite a list of writers working for them now: Larry Webster, Aaron Robinson, uh, Jack Baruth, Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have an awesome team, and I just really enjoy that magazine. And I, I, I like what Hagerty's doing in the collector car industry and, and, and world.
0: You know, I'll give you a little tip here, Chris. If you're not much of a book reader or you just don't have time, when you're detailing cars, listen to audiobooks. They're fantastic. And yeah, you can uh, that. That's my wife's got me into that. She's always got her earbuds in. I thought it was just because she didn't want to listen to me anymore. But she says she's listening to books all the time. So I'll, <laughs> I'll believe her. Uh, but uh, yeah, audio books are the way to go. They're absolutely awesome. All right. We're entering the checkered flag part of the talk here. This can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a collector car today, Chris. Anything in the world that you would like to have in your garage a uh, couple rules as my listeners know it's the only one collector car you can have so you need to pick something that checks all the boxes something you can have some fun with but it, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with so if you pick an expensive car you're kind of stuck with it so what can i buy you
1: well uh, i definitely have that car in mind okay. uh if, if it's all right i'm also going to share the two runner-ups afterwards just okay. because they're they're awesome. That's but, uh, fine. But uh, it's a singer 9-11 Targa.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. Um, you know what? I've had the mic flipped on me a few times on this show. Uh, Tommy Kendall came back on my 1,000th show and interviewed me. I'm about, tomorrow will be my 1,600th show. He was my guest on my 500th show. And when he flipped the mic on me for my thousands and he interviewed me, he asked me the question I asked you. And guess how I answered? A singer nine eleven. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're they're absolutely... Insane! It's a way to have an old car that's new again. Uh, Rob Dickinson's been on the show twice here. I mean, it's just yeah. And the Targa, yeah, he's built some of those now too, which is really
1: really cool. But you you said a second car. Yeah, well, I've got I've got I've got two others that you know on lottery day okay. are going to are going to be ordered right okay. away. And, right. And, and one is an Emery three fifty six Outlaw. Of course, yeah, another and, one, yeah. And the other would be an Alphaholics uh, GTAR. Oh, well, geez. Uh, so. Yeah, we're all on the
0: same planet here because I've had those guys on the show as well. Uh, yeah, Alphaholics, they built some incredible, huh, incredible car. Yeah, so I see a trend here. You're kind of an outlaw custom-built guy, not an old, authentic, restored guy. You like stuff that got a little power in it.
1: Yeah, I I like it all, but but you're right. You know, Having a little bit more modern driving performance combined with all the, the classic good looks and and that connected driving experience, that's kind of my world there.
0: Yeah, well, I'm right there with you, buddy. Those are some definitely bucket list vehicles for me as well. Nicely done. Chris, you've taken me on a fun ride today. I knew this would be great. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset? And I'm really jealous in that Singer
1: 911, Targa. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, both both Rennie and I share with everyone in our industry is to have patience on your road to success. I learned it the hard way. I wasn't patient when I first got started in the detailing industry. Uh, It kind of had a little bit of a negative effect on my mindset. It's a little bit of what kind of led to that depression I talked about earlier. So if you can go into business understanding that you will have to pay your dues and believing that success will come in time, I think you will have a much more enjoyable journey.
0: Absolutely. That is incredibly strong wisdom you just shared right there. For you folks out there that are trying to make something happen, yeah, be patient. Treat every day is special. It is a special day because you're learning, you're building, but have some patience because you'll get there.
1: You just need to keep it up.
0: What's the best way for people to follow along with you at Octane Detailing and learn more about detailing success?
1: Well, uh, I've got octanedetailing.com, which is uh, my website. And then uh, Rennie's website, and uh, you know that I'm working behind, is detailingsuccess.com.
0: There you go. I'll make sure I put links to those. Hey, check these out, you guys. And if you live in the area where Chris lives, he's the guy to call to uh, get your car detailed. If you're thinking you might want a career in detailing, detailing success is a resource that you do not want to pass up. And I'll tell you, I detail cars from the age of 14 all the way through college, and then when I got married, I still did them on the weekends to help save up money for my first house. It's a really cool way if you like cars, you like to detail cars, to have your own business and make a living. It's really, really fun, and you can be a huge success as well. Chris, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road.
1: Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. This has been fun.